Okay, so yesterday we, uh, we today we learned the Dafchet, and yesterday we uh, began the Halakha that talked about trying to change fields, meaning it was planted, you, you initially wanted to plant it one way, and then how you intervene and change it the other way. In terms of it was wheat, what I have to do to now plant barley. We also talked about other situations where you have particular fields where other things start growing in it that would be detrimental. And we said there's not necessarily, there's no urgency to pull out those other things because it doesn't look like you plant a kiline. So now let's bring in the begin the Gemara. It says, Tani somchim omarim betzagfanim. What one can do, they can place down their bundles of wheat right next to some vines. Meaning there's no issue or issue of hilaim here. Why? Um, but also, why does he need to tell us this? Because you're not planting clearly. And that is, uh, the Reb Chaim says, We're not even concerned that maybe a kernel might fall out. And it will grow a also doesn't appear like you're planting. You're just simply placing a bundle next to a vine. That's not a problem. So I'm Rabbi Yossi. Okay, so that's one extreme. Do we, let's try and find is there a, what's the lots of limits in terms of what you can do next to such uh, such like the sort of might you might think is kilaim. So Amra Biosi had Amra that is Shasuli Tabitsad Kama is a Bitsad Kama You can pull out the word Yavesh according to the graph, which is that you're not allowed to plant next to a kama, meaning Yavesha. This is this is already fully grown and developed. Um, uh, so wheat, you're not allowed to plant next to it a geffen. Now that's despite the fact that we say if it's kama yavesha, if it's already fully grown, it's an enu mitkadesh minatora. There's no isur of kilei keren there. Nonetheless, here we have a problem. What appears like kilei? So I'll uh, I'll explain. It says this uh, Reb Chaim says mishum kilaim delo amri. In other words, it's asu mishum kilaim delo amrinan elamutar lita etzel omarim tlushim mashma aval memuchubar. If it's connected af b'shinit bashlu v'yavshu legamri. Despite the fact that these, these, the wheat is ready for cutting, we still say it's asur. In other words, this is contrast in the previous. The previous cases is you're allowed to place ready cut bundles, but don't start assuming that, that the same applies to wheat that's already about to be cut. The same, that would be asur. He says, it's actually interesting, Rechaim says it's actually asur mishum kilai. However, now the question is, can I plant some wheat next to already dead and dried out gefani? Is there also an issue there? Meaning, I'll read your Rebchaim again. Now that we know when other plants say vines next to Kamayavesha already dried out, if you like, ready to, ready to cut wheat. Can I now plant? What's the din about planting wheat next to Gefanim that are dried out? Because Kevin de Kaima, because you're going to pull that out of the ground anyway. This plant is dead. So we say, how do we come from him from the following? He says, Gefan Shiyavsha. A geffen that's dried out, asura ve'enu mitkadeshet. If you plant next to it, it's asura. You know, so you're not allowed to plant next to it, but it's not mitkadeshet, meaning you haven't been over on um, kile, kile kere. Uh, so it says, ve'amra belazar, that's shitad Rebbe Meir he. The Rebbe Meir says, afilu geffen semer asur ve'enu mitkadesh. Even geffen semer, now geffen semer is cotton, but it looks like, the, 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 it's called geffen semer because it looks like a geffen the way it grows. So he says, even planting next to semer geffen, which is not kilayim bichlal. However, Reb Meir says, says it's asu mishumaras ayin because it looks like it. There's an appearance of it. So, so the point is that planting next to a geffen yevesha is asu. Rebbe Lazar says that's shit at Rebbe Meir. 
who's choshesh mishumar ayin, the sort of the appearance of kilai. So therefore, mashma what? Since we don't hold like Reb Meir, had the one would be able to plant next to these these vines that are already dried out and effectively dead. So you can mashma from from the that the the chumra is on the sheet of Reb Meir, mashma that we'd be able to plant next to it. Okay. Now back to the case of where we said if you want to plant, you want to convert a vineyard to a field. We said in the Mishnah, if you want, ideally you should pull out the vines. But if you want, if you can actually cut them down, gomem. You can stump them if you like. Well, stump them, but cut them down to less than a tefach from the ground. So the question is now, what happens in Samchu? I think this was a question someone asked yesterday. But what happens if it ends up growing? Now, normally you cut it down to such a low height, it doesn't grow. But what happens if it then does grow? So we say, uh, we say that in Samchu mutarot asurot latilavo. If he, that anything that grew prior to this vine shooting out like a new shoot is mutar, that's fine. When you planted, it wasn't a problem of kilayim. However, anything growing going on forwards would be asurot. Um, I'll show you here. Uh, uh, it says, mutar says, it says, asurot latilavo. I'll go previously. Mutar l'shavar, kfar mutarot. That which grew prior to this, uh, the, if you like the vine regenerating, it's mutar, because when you cut it down to less than a tefach, it was clear that you weren't happy with the kilayim. Because you cut the vine down to less, like a tiny stump. And, and all importantly, and it's not common for vines once they've been cut that low to the ground to then regenerate and regrow. However, asurot la tidlavo, anything growing from that point onwards, for shatilitzmach, the kevan shechazru betzamchu, now that you've got vines growing, from that point onwards, we say now it's asur. Okay? So we say, kahadir rebi shimon ben Yehuda, like this is shit rebi Yehuda, it says, gam karmaya, he, what he did, he's he gum, he, he cut down his keren. Amala arisei, he says to his, he told his sharecroppers, his workers, go pok zara, go plant. Unfortunately, what happened? He saw that the vine started growing again. Amalei, he said, Amalei said to him, to his Aris, his sharecropper, Puk go pull him out the ground. Meaning from that point on, it will be Asu. Anything that grows on. This seems to fit in exactly our case. Once he cut them, Irtavin, what happened is those vines ended up dying. And the Geffen went all wormy and near carbon decayed. So Amrlay says, okay, pok samach, go now and plant. You can now go plant in that, that, that use that as a field again. So the Gemara asks, one second, Rebi Zira Bai Ad Kudun Kurebi, Ad Kudun Kurebi Shimon Ben Yehuda. That all makes sense according to Rebi Yehuda. Shehu Amar Ladat Mura, who gave the way the, the Pnei Moshe explains it, he says that he gave his, his, um, his Aris clear instructions. However, Shar Adam, what about anybody else? Would that be the case as well? So I'll explain it. I'll read the Pnei Moshe. He says, Do we say to everybody else that that which grew prior to the vine regenerating or regrowing, we say, if, if we are if we of those things, like we like the case of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, do we need to make exera that then they might, might end up not uh, removing anything that grew after 
meaning more wheat that, for example, that grew after the vines that grew up. In other words, this is all good for Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda that gave instructions to a third party to execute it, that that which grew before is mutter, that which grew after the, the vine started growing back is asul. However, for other people, maybe it's not the same case. Maybe we're choshesh that if we allow the things that were prior to the vine growing, he might meet yayash. He, doesn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't outsourced the work. He might say, oh, forget, I'll do it another day. And everything that's growing after is going to be asul. So therefore, maybe we should say everything's asul. So Chazva Amar Afilu Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, even Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, Einu Oser Elamipni Marit Ayin. Now, what's this mean? Um, I'll read the Pnei of Moshe first. And he says, this is a bit, quite a bit like Reb Chaim, and then I'll read the Rosh Cerulea because it also gives a really interesting explanation. He says, Elamipni Marit Ayin, Shahare, in other words, Rabbi Yehuda, when he was being Nizar, Le'esor et Shalabah, to make things that are going forward, that's Elamip Neymarat Ayin. Shaharo'e Omer Shazara Hazrayim Be'od Shalor Nigmamu. Because people might think that the, that which grew after uh, was Rayim that were there prior before he uh, cut the, stumped the trees. Atpacho Mitepach. Or Shinizro, maybe he planted it after the Tzamchu. However, the Kevan She'enu Asur Elamip Neymarat Ayin, it's only a Marat Ayin, Lo Chashin Lamini. Now, why is it only Asur Mishumarat Ayin? Because when he planted the Zraim initially, when the, when the vines were cut down, it was mutarim for do so. In other words, the way Pene Moshe says is that the practice of Rebbe Shima Yehuda was only Midar Rabbanan anyway, meaning it was only so therefore there's no need to make Xerab by Shar Bnei Adam as well. Okay. However, there's a very interesting shot by uh, Rosh Cerulea. He says, he's, he says, he says, Would it not be Meaning, if it was true everybody else, then I feel Rabbi Shuma Yehuda the Tamachachamu. Then Rabbi Shuma Yehuda is a Tamachacham. Then he would have been made an asu for himself to do so. To cover over nafshe mishum de lazutz fatayim. In other words, if it's asu l'shar bnei adam, someone who's a tamachacham is not going to treat himself differently, despite the fact maybe the conditions are different. So therefore, then that's where the Rosh Hashanah explains it. Okay, let's now continue. V'chen tiltan she'alat. Now, if you recall, when I came to the tiltan, the fenugreek that was growing. We said that if uh, if amongst the grew this grass, we say that it's uh, all these deshaim, that it's it's mazik, and therefore you're not. There's no urgency in pulling them out. So it says as follows: Tnai Yehushua. What's a tnai? This is one of the tnai. The Marafulda quotes this. It's, it's mentioned in Baba There were ten tnai Yehushuas metakin when they came to Eretz Israel. So one of the tnai, as in Yehushua. So, uh, sorry, the Talmud of Moshe Rabbeinu, I should say. So it's a tnai Yehushua hayu malakim asavim mikol makom. One of the tanais you're sure was that people can pick up and pluck asavim from anybody's fields, anybody's at all, right? Um, but however, chutz miset tiltan, except for the tiltan. Now, in other words, the tanai was, is since it's mazik of everyone's fields, that's what it sounds like, there's no isur of gezel here, because most people are not nichalei for having these weeds in their fields, so there's no isur of you going to other people's fields and picking up weeds, these weeds. However, when it came to tiltan, it is actually... Asur. Now we have to understand how that works. So Rav Yaakov bar Acha b'shem Rav Yaakov bar Nachman b'shtarla mir huamamnita. So to explain what's the kasha brought by this bright before we get to Rav Acha bar Yaakov's answer, let me just do a share screen so you can see the the chart, um, which we'll see in a moment. Um, so the the kasha is as follows: We said in our Mishnah what 
We said in our Mishnah that this asavim that grow in by tilt by tiltan is mazik, right? And therefore, it's not considered kilai. No, no, there's no urgency with kilai. However, it sounds like from the Tanai Yehoshua that you can't go into somebody's field and pick up the asavim in a field specifically of tilta. Mashma what? Mashma that it's the owners want it. So if they want it, then it should be kilai. Like, how does this, you can't have it both ways. So therefore, Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Acha B'Shem Rabbi Yitzhak Bar-Nachman says, B'Shazara La'amir Humadnita. What's that mean? <coughs> in other words, when does, when's that writer saying, Yoshua's Malakni Nasavim Mikom Akom, except for Steir Tiltan, that's when he's planted this Tiltan La'amir, meaning for animal food. And therefore, animal food and the Asavim together, they're both Machal Bahema, so he's going to be happy clearing off the whole thing. He wants both. He's going to end up feeding it all to his animals anyway. Ah, the Hatanina, but what's in what about our Mishnah, like I mentioned before? When it said, Chiltan Sha'Allah Mine Asavim, Ain Machaibin on the Nakesh, we're not Machaib you to then to pull out these Asavim, because the assumption is it is Mazik, it's detrimental to the Tiltan, and therefore it's not considered Kilaim. So he says, Rabbi Yaakov Baracha says, Besham Garme, Besham Atzmo, that is in his own name, he says, Behalala Zara, Zara. In other words, the case where it's where we say it's considered mazik and not kilayim, that's when it is you're planting it not for animal food, but you're planting it for the seed itself. Okay, that's how it's mechalik between that's the two different the brighter and this mishnah. In other words, when's it a problem of kilayim? That's when it is, or I should say, we'll get to problem kilayim in a minute. When is it nichale? When is it good for the owners? That's when he's planting it all this tiltan for animal food. When is it not nicha for the owners? When it's not considered kilayim, that's when it's planting bezerah. That is Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Acha's um, shita. Now, the Am Rabbi Yossi says, one second, you can come up with a funny conclusion. It seems to be Yoshua is being coming to defend people that are over Avera. Meaning, avar avera, asu mishum gezel, lo avera lo muta mishum gezel. If you look at this chart, it looks as it looks as follows. We said on the right side of the chart that if he's planting it for animal food, then the asavim anichale, and therefore you cannot take those the asavim from the for the individual's fields. It's from gezel, but it, but that's a funny conclusion because if it's nichale, that means it's asu mishum gilaim. And then Yeshua is making a takana to protect people that are over on the Isra of Kilaim to say you can't steal from their field. Whereas in the other case, the other case of Tiltan, where we said that it's actually Mazik the field, that's when you're planting in Vezera, so you're not over in the Isra of Kilaim. And there, what we say, there we say it's Mutamishum Gezel. And there we say people can, can come to your field and pick it out. So for the person who's over on the Gevea, we say, you're not allowed to go into his field, you're not allowed to steal from them. Person who's not over on the Gevea, we say, you're allowed to go into his field and take it out. It seems to be, it's a strange conclusion, Rabbi Yossi is saying. So therefore, Rabbi Yossi says, no, Loshnia, he's the Shezara la Amir. It makes no different what purpose you planted it for. So the question is as follows. He says, but one second, if you're saying it makes no difference what purpose, okay, Rabbi Yossi says it makes no difference why you, you planted it. Our Mishnah says that what? Our Mishnah says that it's mazik and it's, 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 uh, it's mazik and therefore it's kilai. That seems to contradict the Tanai Yeshua because according to Yeshua, 
again, we said the asavim in the field seems to be nichale, it seems to be good for him. But if it's, and therefore you can't, you can't take the asavim from the field. But if it's nichale, if it's good for him, then it should be asomishun kilayim. And therefore our mission is must say, you shouldn't You should force the guy to start pulling out these asavim from Maxatilta. So how does it, how does it work? So Rav, Rav Yossi comes up with a very interesting conclusion, but we'll get to that in a moment, because Rav Acha B'Shem, B'Shem Ramaisha says, no, which means, I read Rav Chaim, he says, he doesn't want it there when it's together, meaning when it's still in, planted in the ground, because he doesn't want it to be, that's why it's not kilayim. However, he wants them when they're already pulled out from the ground, and therefore immediately when you pull it out from the ground, which is an interesting pshat. In other words, it can still be nichalei, but not also mishum kilai. Why? Because it's not nichalei, it's not good for him when it's still in the ground, it's only nichalei when he pulls it out from the ground. Okay, that's how the that's the that's the that's the conclusion. So the Gemara says one second that make any sense. You see making me you see kilaim in a keren, meaning you see some wheat growing in a keren. Then we should say, now we've said tonight Yeshua said you can go in and pull it out. You can actually go in and pull it out of the ground because it's it's it, it's um because it's kilaim, it's good for the it's it's um it's it's bad for the owner, the owner doesn't want it there. So he says, it should be then according to what you're saying. If he wants it, once it's pulled out of the ground, it should be Asur Mishum Gezel. Because he wants him. Therefore, it already should be considered if it's resting on the ground. So Rabbi Yossi, the Gemara says, Rabbi Yossi, Lomarken. Rabbi Yossi, we're trying to defend at the moment, doesn't exactly say that. Ela Amar he says, He wants it at the end, and therefore, Therefore, it's as if it's already rested. So the Gemara asks the same question. You could say the same thing. You find Kilaim in a Kerem. It should be Asurim. You shouldn't be able to take the Mishum Gezel. Shesof, because even though he doesn't want it now, at the end, he might want it when it's pulled from the ground. Therefore, it should be It should be already considered as if it's resting there. So, in other words, so in other words, what's the, what's the before we get to resolve this question? What we're trying to say, Yossi, you can have a situation that, despite the fact that it's mechubarim, when it's in the ground, it's law nichale. We still say we say that since when it's akurim, when it's pulled out of the ground, he will want it. It should still be asumishum gezel. The counter to that is, why would that only be the case by Tanai Yoshua, by Tiltan? Why wouldn't that be the case for anything in this key line? You can apply the same logic. You can say you're not allowed to pull Asamim from anybody's field because despite the fact that now, he will want it later on. So how does that, uh, so, so, but we don't find that. The Tanai Yoshua, the exception is only Tiltan. So the answer is kan yesh lo imi likanes, kan ein lo imi likanes. The way Reb Chaim explains it is as follows. When you're pulling out all the tiltan from the ground, what's going to happen and the asavim, ultimately what you're going to do, you're going to collect them all together because you, even if you planted lazera, you, you can take the asavim along with the tiltan and feed it to your animals. So there's, so, if, so in other words, when it's ultimately akurim, it's nichalei that they're akurim together along, if you like, with the, uh, with the, uh, with the tiltan. However, the same cannot be said, for example, in a, in a vineyard, with the wheat in a vineyard. Why? I'll read you inside, Reb Chaim. He says, 
You're not going to be able to pull in the wheat and the grapes together and collect them as one. And what's going to happen? You're going to have to separate the wheat from all the from all the uh, from the from the vines or the, from the grapes. Uh, and you're going to have to then separate separately, and it's going to be a fuss, a headache to different differentiate between the wheat and the grapes. Therefore, that's why even Akurim we say it's So that explains once again why, for example, in a vineyard, we say that that it's muta mishum gezel. You can take it because not, he doesn't want it there now, the, the asavim that are growing, whatever's growing in the vineyard, and he won't even want it when it's even pulled out from the ground because when it's all pulled out together, he's going to differentiate and discern. It's too much of a headache, forget it. But what's interesting, we can say by um, tiltan that it can be asum mishum kilaim together. That's why, that it, it, like it's, it's um, sorry, it can be... Um, as we said, we it can be like 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 case on a Mishnah. We say that it can we can say that it, that sorry, it's not asum mishum kilaim. It's not it's not nichalei there bichlal because it's mazik. We say it can be not nichalei, but nonetheless you can't steal it from him. Not steal him. You can't take it from him because why? Because at the end of the day, when it's going to be collected, he'll want it all. When it's pulled out from the ground, yes, it was mazik. It might have been mazik while it was still in the ground. And he wasn't happy with it, therefore, therefore, it's not kilai. Nonetheless, what happens, the, 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 nonetheless, when it's pulled out from the ground, since he's going to want to bundle all, to, he, since he can bundle it all together and take it to his animal, therefore, it's asur mishum gezer. That's how Rabbi Yossi's is of the two, the baita and the Mishnah. Okay, good. Now, um, so in other words, again, it, the, 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 the important point was to try and work out how it can be uh, not considered kilayim, if you like, but because um, it's, it's mazik, uh, but still asu mishum gezel. Let's continue. So Rav Nachman Amar, here, Rav Nachman Amar, he says, so here we have a kasha that's left as an open-ended question. And Rav Nachman says, okay, you try to differentiate between the tiltan uh, and the asavim and the tiltan uh, and the case of, the, say, this uh, tiltan that's growing in, sorry, the asavim that's growing in a vineyard. But he says, and you said that's because he's not going to be able, he's, not, he's got no way of collecting it together, say, with the grapes. But what happens if there's a field of tiltan right next to it? That would be a way of collecting it all together. So how do you answer that question? And then it's left as an open-ended question. Okay. Now, Milton de Rabbanan Pligi. Now, Milta de Rambanan Pligi here on Rav Yossi. So I've got this chart here. Now, Rav Yossi says, importantly, it makes no difference if it's Zarla Zera or Zarla, Zarla Amir. Makes no difference whatsoever. Okay. So it's Pligi, Da'ama Rebzrikan, Beshem Debe Rabbianai. It says, Kol Sfichim Asurim. Sfichim, Sfichim is aftergrowth. Any aftergrowth during the Shmita year is Asur. Chutz min ha'oli, except for certain situations. And these certain situations are where, that if we, even if we're matir, in that case, we're not going to be concerned that people are going to plant there. So again, the issue is the, the issue of svichim is that if we're matir svichim, people might actually go lechachil and start planting during shmita. However, in these contexts, in these locations, uh, even if, if, even if uh, if you svichim, then people aren't going to plant there. The first is v'sterbur. Sterbur is like a, just a completely left fallow field that the lomashkechale or people don't don't even care about the field. Next is a stair near, a, st- a field that is that actually plowed through. 
and it's plowed through for the next year. So anything growing there is going to be mazik. He's not going to be happy for it because he wants to leave it fallow for the next year. Also in a kerem, because kerem, the zraim that grow in a kerem is going to be asur mishum kile kerem, potentially. So therefore, any aftergrowth that's there would be mutar. And also here it says, va'amar chutz mister tiltan shazara lazera. Okay. Now, the way the Pei Moshe reads this sugya, he says, Kolomar va'amai, it says, the Koloma va'amri la seda tiltan shihi lazera nami chashvina libahadi hanach. He understands a part of this this uh, this uh, this brighter is that um, that also the case of 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 um, tiltan that has been planted lazera. Now the fact that he differentiates between lazera or la amir implies what? Implies that uh, there's a chiluk between the two, and which seems to support Rabbi Yaakov Baracha that differentiates between the two, and that's a kasha on Rabbi Yossi. That's probably the simplest way to read the sugya. Um, uh, whereas uh, Reb Chaim gets to the same destination, but slightly differently. He says the fact that it didn't mention Ster Tiltan is because, in the brighter, because it seems to be that one would have to mechalic between the two different types, and, the fa- and that, uh, implying that there's a difference between the two different reasons why you're planting Tiltan, whether if it was for Zera or the Amir. Okay, fine. So Am Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi comes along and says, Milted Rabbi Yochanan Messiali, it seems to be that the, 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 the incident with Rabbi Yochanan seems to assist my position. Now, if you remember, the position of Rabbi Yossi is it makes no difference whether what he planted it for Mishum Zera, if, he's, if he planted it for Zera, or he planted it for Amir. And importantly, he says that even if it's, even if something's lo nichale, it can still be Asu Mishum Gezel. That's very important. Okay, that was his position. That's how we resolved the two different brightot. He says, again, just to recall, just to make it super clear, he says the case where in our Mishnah, the reason why you don't have to pull up the Asavim from the, uh, from, from the Tiltan is because it's not Nichale. However, how do you understand Shittat Rebbe Yoshua, that it's Asu Mishum Gezel, there's Asavim? That is because that there's no contradiction. Because ultimately, when they're pulled out from the ground, he might want it to feed his animals. You can still be Asu Mishum Gezel. That was Shittat Rebbe Yossi. Okay. Now, so how does this incident of Rabbi Yochanan assist Shita Rabbi Yossi? He says, And then the person bought a, uh, a field with vegetables from a goy, and it had kilaim in it. Okay? Now, there's no isur of kilaim for a goy, and so therefore, the question is, what do I do? So, so Go now, pluck them out of the ground, and sell it whatever price you can get. Meaning, since it hasn't grown as kilaim in your property, it's not asur. So therefore, take it out now and sell it as it is. Don't wait any longer. Because if it grows, you'll be over on the asur kilaim. So Hotiv Rabba Okamei Reb Yochanan says, what do you mean? He says, I don't understand. Why does he have to go pull them out? Isn't this like we said in our Mishnah? If you recall, the case on a mission is in the, in the Makoma Gore, in the threshing floor, if all these minim grew. It's clear you didn't plant it. And therefore, you don't have to rush to pull out the kilaim. So to here, you bought this gina from a nochri. You didn't plant kilaim. So why isn't it the same? So Amar the response is no. Don't compare the case to a field, uh, to, to, to the Makom Granot. Because there, there, it's a, a goren, and it's quite clear that no one intentionally, you didn't intentionally plant them. You actually don't want them to be there. 
However, the, uh, the uh, however in our in the case of the field, the gina he brought from the nochri, he says that's different. It's possible people will say, "Hacha man yemar lacha demiad goy kanaav yomuzeshazarakilai." Another, I'll just read that from Reb Chaim, who says someone might see this field that this gina that's got kilaim in it, and uh, people wouldn't necessarily know from its uh, from its context that you bought it from a goy bichlal. So therefore, that's why he says, go sell it straight away. That's how Rabbi Yochanan was mechalic between the purchase of a gina and the case where it's alum alehem, if you like. So we say, um, so biativna, why do you simply bring another answer? You could have simply said, one is asu mishum gezel, but kan muta mishum gezel. So hechat mishiven, devar shu asu mishum gezel, devar shu muta mishum gezel, asu mishum gezel, devar shu muta mishum gezel. I'm going to read the, the Mara Fulda, who explains this very clearly. So, this is, this is his, the crux of his argument. He says, If you hold, if you planted the Zera, there is no Isu Mishum Gezel. If you intentionally planted the Zera, there's no Isu Mishum Gezel. And remember, Rabbi Yossi says, it doesn't matter what you did, there's a problem with Mishum Gezel. But according to, it says, if you hold like Rabbi Yaakov Baracha, that if you planted it, Bezerah, there is no problem with Shum Gezel. Why? Because it's mazik and therefore people can take it away. Havalei Lashivo, Rebbe should have responded, Shani Matnitin, our Mishnah is different. Why? Shemutarim hem Mishum Gezel. Our Mishnah is different because, no, that's a Rabbi Baal, sorry, should be. So Shani Matnitin, Shemutarim hem Mishum Gezel. Our Mishnah is different because our Mishnah is Mutar Mishum Gezel. People are going to come and pluck it out anyway. But not this case of a gina, the one that was purchased that is Ashumishum Gezel. That's why, in the case we purchased this gina, he is obligated to pull it out. In other words, a case, don't bring the kasha from the case of the Mishnah, because it's, in, in other words, according to your reasoning, if it's Zara, Lazera, it's Mutamishum Gezel, the reason why you have to pull it out is people can come along and pluck it out themselves. But our case, the case where Yochanan, the case where the where he purchased the field from the goy, that's also mishum gezels. That's why he couldn't mechalek be that way. Elavade de havele de who de have amale Rebbe Rebbe sorry the the Rebbe Acha that Rebbe Acha could would have said harei sadeh tiltan de alumaleim also mishum gezel. The reason why I didn't give that answer must be that it's still also mishum gezel. Which is exactly shit of Rabiosi. Rabiosi has been saying all along that it can that despite the fact that we said he doesn't have to pull it out, it can still be Asumishum Gezel. There's no reason to say there's a stirrer between the Tna Yoshua and Amishnah. So the Gemara responds and says, that's not a good answer. Just because he brought one chiluk doesn't mean it excludes another potential chiluk. It says, He had many answers at his disposal. He just happened to bring the answer of Makomo Mochiach Alav. It's true, he could have brought the other answer within Shitta Rabiacha, but he didn't. Oyeva Kahidama of Nasa says, Kinishti Itlay trade time in, like a person who has two answers. So, in other words, the fact that he didn't bring one answer in preference to another doesn't mean that the other answer is invalid. It just means that he, was, he had a sufficient answer with the first answer he had. So don't bring me a kasha, didn't bring another answer. So therefore, it's not necessarily a proof within Fishitat Rebi Yossi. Okay, that's it. That's the shoot today.
It's a shame we'll pick up uh, from the Mishnah tomorrow. Have a good Shabbos. Shabbos.